Welcome back to the Rockman Power Hour, a podcast where we talk to the most interesting people in the world of pop culture, music, and everything in between. And this week, we are going to be joined by the lead singer and founding member of the band Job for a Cowboy. Ryan, we are back for another episode of the Rockman Power Hour. How are you, my friend? Uh, dude, I'm doing great. Once again, uh, rocking this Matrix t-shirt from Studio House Designs. <laughs> not because I don't change and not because we don't film these episodes in a row, but because I like it. It's a, it's a wonderful <laughs> shirt. I really, really yeah, like it. it. <laughs> the first thing I was thinking, it was like, man, he must really like that shirt. But yeah, yeah. Um, don't you ever change? I'm like, I fear change. Uh, yeah. So uh, right out of the gate, thank you to our friends over at Studio House Designs. Uh, yeah. They've got great shirts. Check them out at studiohousedesigns.com. I've got their alien shirt on, Ryan, which is so phenomenal. And uh, they, they actually did an aliens shirt as well that I got. Yeah. Um, so check them out over at studiohousedesigns.com. Thank you to our friends over at Heartbeat Hot Sauce. Ryan, um, yeah. dude, Heartbeat Hot Sauce, the heartbeat of the Rockman Power Hour. They're so cool that they do their hot sauce in tattoo ink bottles. Yeah, it's it's really great. Heartbeat's awesome. And everybody out there, use, use a promo code, of course. But, like, bring a box. What I'm saying is bring a box to a, a barbecue. You'll be the coolest kid in school. Definitely. Sure. Yeah. Definitely. Use your promo code Rockman20 as many times as you like and uh, hit them up over at their website, heartbeathotsauce.com. You will not be disappointed. I don't know anyone that's tried this that hasn't liked it. And I mean that 100%. Yeah. Nobody has tried this and not liked it. Now, I wanted to show you something, Ryan, because um, I know that we, during uh, one of our lives, we had uh, a bunch of people on. And our, our Halloween one, we, we were joined by uh, Tom Thomas Bullman, who you and I met in Niagara Falls. Yeah. Uh, from Bolaire's. And I wanted to show you what arrived in the mail today because I know you're a big fan of the movie Beetlejuice. I am. I so now this guy's like a magician, man. He makes custom shoes. Um, and when you think custom shoes, you think my, my idea of custom shoes before Bolaire's was someone buying a Vans canvas slip on, a white one or a black one, and painting on it. Like okay. that to me was a custom shoe, like airbrushing it, like making it an original, but someone that can actually take the actual platform of a shoe and construct it from the ground up and just build a shoe out of the air, Bolaire's. I don't know if that's the, but dude, these guys are incredible. And I wanted to bring these on because I just got these. I had ordered them a while back and I know you like Beetlejuice. Yeah. I was kind of blown away when I opened these because to me, you shouldn't be able to do this unless you're Nike, New Balance, Converse, Puma, unless you're like a real t-shirt company. How the fuck are you able to make these? Yeah. But, he, but he does it. So um, this is the Beetlejuice shoot. Ryan, this is like, Ooh. look at this thing, dude. Like, look at this thing. I love the color. I love the colors, man. It, it's weird how like um, those colors and those patterns have trickled into the rest of my life, like black yeah. lines, purple, green. Yeah. But the fact that I mean, it, it's it's like a it's const it, it's a real shoe. Yeah. You know, and I know like some people are going, yeah, of course it's a real shoe, but no, you don't understand. Like, 
someone that's able to make this and have this made and, and produced and then like, and design like everything, every detail that's done. And they look, I've shown you some of their shoes before, like, yeah, but this to me was, I, I just, I couldn't believe how well these were made. So but you love shoes too, though. Like that's, the I thing. do, like, I, I don't do. have nice things. I'm like, yeah. you, you've seen me. I have a uh, garbage bags and duct tape around my feet sometimes, you know, like, yeah. uh, you know, I'm classy like that. But uh, for, for a man yourself that appreciates shoes so much, like it's amazing that you guys have connected in that way. Yeah. Because you won't just put anything on your feet, man. You're, you're a fancy bastard. Well, I like, I like, I've always liked shoes. I've lo- always liked the idea of, of, of a pop culture property collaborating with a shoe company. And that's what these guys do. So the fact that he can build and what's, what, what they can do is they can do like, if you, if you come to them and say, I want to do um, a completely custom shoe, a one of one, they'll do it. They'll do one of one. They'll wow. make they'll make a shoe. So if you and I said we want to make Rockman Power Hour shoes, they could make Rockman Power Hour shoes. They could do anything. If Heartbeat wanted to do a Heartbeat hot sauce shoe, they can make them. So um, I just wanted to show these because the, you know the colorway on them, uh, it, it, you know the, the fact that it says Beetlejuice, but like. <laughs> you know, the real movie way. Um, so everything do, you, about, do you wear these or something? Like, uh, do you oh, wear yeah. them? Do you not, I'm going to wear them. I'm not going to just, okay. Yeah. I'm going to wear them. Cause like, to me, if I had shoes that fancy, I would like, you know, put them in a fort and surround them by traps or something. No, 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 no. Yeah. no. So they come in a really cool box. Um, and like, again, man, I, I hats off to Tom and to those guys because they just do crazy shit, man. It's, yeah, it, it's nuts. Um, and I've got the, like, you're a big nightmare and Elm street fan. Oh yeah. You should see the Freddy shoes that I have coming. Oh yeah. Like, and after seeing these though, I mean, the, this is, this is his kind of his own take on it. The, he calls them short horns. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like a reverse swoosh, I guess, but they're super comfortable. They're just, man, I had them on before and I was like, these are comfy, man. These are really, really fun. And they're made well. Like they're well, this is a well-made shoe. Usually novelty shoes or are junk. Novelty. Are gar- garbage yeah a, a no. lot of a lot sometimes a lot of theme bands are garbage too where the music doesn't matter but then you got great bands like misfits and kiss where like you know the actual music kicks ass it just happens that they have image too same thing with bowie yeah. but for every one of those bands you have, you have a band where you're like here's a specific theme and then they suck but they're yeah. getting by with the theme and shit so well yeah, yeah so um definitely check out bull airs um they're Bolairs.com, they're they're really really killing it in the custom shoe game. Uh, they just got the license for Bozo the Clown, so they're doing a full Bozo the Clown line, and they do apparel too. They do clothing, they do shirts, hats, uh, sweatshirts, all kinds of fun stuff. So um, yeah, hats off to Tom for these man. These are these are sick. These are sick, 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 sick. So hats off and shoes on. Hats off and shoes on. All right, this week on the podcast, we're joined by Johnny Davy. Now the band Job for a Cowboy, Ryan are uh, one of these kind of death core, death metal core bands that has been around for a while, took a long hiatus and are back with new music. Uh, they've got a new EP that's coming out at the end of February is highly anticipated. Their first album came out in 2007. It was called Genesis and they've got uh, brand new music coming out very, very soon. The album's called Moon Healer. It's coming out February 23rd. It's actually not an EP. It's a, it's a full length. And um, I got a chance to talk to their lead singer, uh, Johnny Davey. Now, what the reputation this band had back in the day was that they were a killer, killer live band um, and that they really, really ripped. And it, it seems like they're 
on the trajectory to do that now, except that things are a little different in the band now. Um, they all have different things going on. Johnny went back to school to get his engineering degree, and but the band's back with new music. And it seems like there's there's this renewed energy in Job for a Cowboy. So I thought it'd be interesting if we chat with with him and uh, find out where that band is at. A lot of people in the uh, mid 2000s were super into this band. They were on absolutely every tour, man. They were on a ton of tours back in the day when they started um, touring with like everybody. They were on Gigantour. They were on um, all these metal packages that came through. They seem to be always on these these choice tours. And um, I joke around with them when we when were chatting that I never got to see them play, but um, I'm excited, hopefully, to see them play in the near future. But I think a lot of people that are into metal and that, that were wondering what happened to this band are going to be really excited to see where they're at. Awesome, man. Uh, yeah, and uh, I've only seen a little bit of this chat, but by the time the interview ends, I will have seen the rest of it. So uh, <laughs> why don't we just jump into it, man? Let's do it. Check it out. Our conversation with Johnny Davey from Job for a Cowboy. Hey. hey, what's going on, man? Hey, man, I, I'm doing great, man. How about yourself? I'm good. You look like you're either gaming, uh, working at Burger World, or <laughs> or you're doing hey, a lot of it, or you're it, doing it, a lot of interviews. Is this a reference to my microphone? <laughs> yeah, come on, uh, I love you're, it though. Yours, is, yours looks just like mine. Come on, man. Right, totally. It's hey, wait, here we go. Oh, okay. Never mind. God damn it. <laughs> you had to pull that up right in front. <laughs> How's it going, man? You look like you're. I'm, you look like you're in your garage getting ready to go on a tour uh this is my garage that yeah. is absolutely 100 percent correct it is 50 degrees ish in arizona which is way too cold for me yeah it is. it's um, cold for arizona jesus uh yeah so i am uh i'm like a lizard and eat my eating rock otherwise i'm just not happy <laughs> where are, are you where are you originally from uh i grew up in arizona oh, okay so for you this is it's not like you you went from let's say like the northeast and then moved to arizona i'm like why is it cold for you yeah, it's it's yeah. more like why is it cold it's been warm my entire yes life. exactly it's january it's too much for me yeah well listen dude i'm in canada i'm in montreal so don't even talk to me about cold oh I turn, no i, I know trust me I've, <laughs> you know I, you i've can. been there many times myself i know how that is so uh thanks a lot for taking the time to chat today man um i was mentioning uh when i was talking to sarah sarah we do a lot of stuff with sarah and um, when she was soliciting um, her stuff that she had coming up and I saw you guys on the list, I was really anxious to talk to you because you're one of those bands that um, has kind of, I don't want to say flown under my radar, but it's always been that band that like, I'll be at a show and I didn't catch you or like you were on a package and I didn't get there at the right time, whatever, whatever the case may be, but it's always been a band that I've wanted to see live um, because everyone that's told me, you know, that's that got a chance to see you guys live has said the same thing. Like this band just absolutely fucking rips. So um, I'm, I'm excited to see that you guys are going back out on the road. I'm excited to see that you guys have new music and, and I'm really excited to chat with you because I want to get to know a bit more about this band and a bit more about you. Awesome, man. Thank you. So can you tell me a bit about the, like, you know, when I look back on when, uh, how long this, this band's been around, cause you're, you know, you're not quite 20 years, but you're circling in on that mark. Um, usually when a band's been around for about 10 it, you, you you can tell if they're going to be around or if they're if it's just kind of kind of fall off. But you guys have always kept this. I, it's almost like you've always been bubbling under the underground, but just about to snap. Um, mm -hmm. how, what's it been like for you guys since 2007 to now? OK, well, I mean, uh, when we were 
very active. I mean, we were relentless. We toured nonstop, uh, right. especially like I think in 2007, man, that I couldn't uh, looking back at how much we toured is kind of baffling to me. It's at my age now, things have been very different. I mean, realistically, we've been on hiatus for nearly 10 years right? at this point. Right. So I think the biggest difference between 2007 and now is probably perception of the band in and of itself. I mean, I think in 2000, this is something that always gets brought up with the band as far as, you know, gatekeeping and elitism. Yeah. Uh, being an elitist in regards to our band. It's it's strange for me personally now today because uh, looking back, reflecting back, I can personally admit that I was guilty of being somewhat of an elitist to some <laughs> regard. But it's strange to have that mindset when, especially looking back then, our, right. our band was uh, in the eyes of an elitist, uh, not their cup of tea. You know, I think a lot of it just came to gatekeeping and just the perception that we created from uh, kind of the earlier inception of the band. But uh, if I were to look at then and now, I think that's that's the biggest thing. It's it's very interesting to to think about today. Uh, when you when you think of the fact that you know you were on such big tours like right out of the gate, um, and then you see some bands that stayed active um, and have gotten to uh, like another level. D does that, uh, does that upset you at all? Or, or were there things going on that made you guys have to kind of pull back? Because, you know, when you think that you were on, you know, like a, at one point you guys were, you were touring with in flames, you're touring with all these other bands and, and these bands have, have gone on to play massive, massive shows and kind of continued. And you guys had to take a step back. Was there a reason for that? Or was, was it personal stuff? Was it just infighting with the band? Was it changing of members? Or what was the reason why you guys kind of stepped back at one point? Yeah, I think the catalyst of everything uh, falls in my lap. Back. Okay. Um, so our last big tour was uh, kind of the big international mayhem festival. And then shortly, almost immediately after that, we recorded our last album, Sun Eater. But right around recording it, I realized I was going to become a father. Right. So that kind of pushed <laughs> the brakes on everything. Everything changed. You know, uh, being in a band, uh, when you think of money, uh, let's just focus on the concept of money when you're mm. in a band in in this niche genre. I mean, oh, yeah. and really any. I mean, it's it's uh it's an interesting job to have being a touring musician. It's just inconsistent. You know, yeah. you never know what one year will have. You know, one year to the next year can be vastly different. Oh yeah. And I think um that was a little concerning to me becoming a father being the breadwinner for a, for a small family. So uh, I went back to college. I uh, got heavily into my computer engineering degree. I focus a lot on AI and uh, automation. Okay. That's what I do today. So um, that's what I did. Some of the other guys, you know, we hit a fork in the road after that. And I, I guess let me backpedal a little bit. I mean, I think the band was considering back then how much we did tour and how relentless it was, you know, the, a lot of guys in the band kind of relied on this. So it, uh, definitely without a doubt, the other guys in the band weren't happy at the time. I mean, I just, I just fell off the face of the earth at, at, at some point, like when we were really sun eater, I didn't do any press. We didn't do yeah. any interviews. It was just, here's the record. And I hope you guys like it. That's all you're going to get from us. Yeah. So I could tell, I could tell the guys were a little bit bummed out in the time, but I think in, in hindsight, you know, we've had a lot of discussions. They all, understand the situation I, I fell into 
So, so to answer your question, that was, that was the reason. All right. So, so I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to talk to this because I found myself in the exact same position in 2004. Um, I sang in a, I sang in a band. We were on the road 10 months a year. And then my girlfriend calls me. um, I'm on the road. What what, what was your band? I was in a band called Slaves on Dope. Um, I know, I know what that is. It sounds very familiar. We were, we were really, we were really active in like 90, 2000, like late nineties, two thousands. But I got the call that she was going to, we were going to be having a kid and hold on here. I'm sorry to cut you <laughs> off. That's okay, man. Don't worry about it. It's all good. I know exactly. Okay. I, I know exactly. Okay. Yes. I'm, I'm familiar. I'm not like super familiar, but yeah, yes, yeah but, I remember this. So, so why I, I can speak to what you're saying is that I found myself in the same, like my kid's 19 and my daughter's 16 now. Um, wow. But it was the same thing. I got the call where it was like, Hey man, I don't want to be that guy who's away all the time. I want to be a dad. And I switched gears and I found a whole other path to go on. But when I came back to music, I had this renewed energy and I had this, yes. this, this passion for it again, which gets lost in the day-to-day grind of going out there. And I mean, when you look back on all the tours you did, I'm sure there were times when you were, you know, going and playing download festival where you're like not even enjoying it because you're thinking about what's coming up in the next three months and that you don't have enough money to pay your rent and that yep. you didn't yep. sell enough merch that you know, it's all that shit. So I totally understand where you're coming from. And I bet you, because you did that, the band's better for it now. Yes. Uh, you nailed it on the head. I give slaves on dope. You guys were on Ozfest, right? At one yeah, point. 2000. Oh, yeah. that, okay. I do remember. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's awesome. Um, no, I mean, you just nailed it on the head. Uh, that's yeah. awesome that uh, you're literally in the same situation I was in. Yeah, and I get so, it. And the thing that's is, really cool. But what's great is that, you know, when you're a musician and you're, you know, let's say you start off when you're 18 or 19 and you're just going, 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 all you can imagine yourself doing is music. So yeah, it's this grind. Absolutely. And then, and it's this fear in your head where if I don't do music, I'm going to fail and I'm a fucking loser. But then when you're forced to take, at least for me, it was, but when, when you're forced to take a step away and think about somebody else that's coming into the world that you have to take care of, it's fight or flight, man. You got to do it. It is, so, man. Exactly. And you you're, work through that fear. And now you're probably you're working in AI business is booming. <laughs> yes. I mean, you got a garage, dude. You've got a, You've got like, Look at me, I got the garage. You've got, you've got I, could see, I could see you've got rails for a garage door. I mean, that's a lot best. That's a lot, you know, you're doing you've had you have a house. And yes. a lot of people that wouldn't have taken a step away and 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 manned up for lack of a better word might not have been in that situation. So um sorry to take you off track, but I just I really understand how that can be a really scary situation to be in. Um, but usually the bands I talk to that have pulled away done their own things and come back are usually so much happier that second time around. Yeah. Uh, that's exactly what's, I mean, uh, we took a big hiatus, you yeah. know, we, 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 we never announced that the band was broken up. We always left the door cracked open just sure. because there was an inkling of, of a feeling that we would come back and do something. And that's exactly, you know, we were right. Yeah. Um, and yes, I think, uh, with age, we can look at what we've done in hindsight. You know, we, when you have that big gap of not, um, you know, being in the middle of it, being in the thick of it, and you can reflect at what you've done, you can kind of uh, really analyze what you've done, look at your strengths and your weaknesses and how to focus on those strengths to, you know, write new material. And um, that, that's been really fun for us. You know, uh, I think a lot of us are, um you know, with me being in programming on the technical side, I love that stuff. And I know, 
the guy, the other guys are the same way. So um, I, I totally agree with you. Yes, it's been awesome. Um, you're heading into uh, you know releasing new music. Are you are you kind of scared about releasing new music? Um, I know that you've got February as the release date, and um, it's I think it's an EP, right? No, it's actually a full length album. Oh, it's a full length. Okay, all right. Because mm-hmm. I because I I didn't get the music in time, but um, you know I like. Sun Eater, like all that, like the stuff that, that I have been listening to, I really like. Um, and I love the fact that it just seems like this band has this energy that, um, that I have to like, again, come back to what I said at the beginning, I have to see this live because <laughs> everyone that I have spoken to has, has seen you live said, man, this band fucking rips. Um, are you, are you, you have dates on the horizon? I imagine. Uh, we got a lot of things in discussion. Okay. Um, nothing confirmed yet, so I can't really talk to anything. We did one little show uh, at Blue Ridge Festival. It's kind of one of the bigger rock metal festivals in the yeah. United States. So we did that a, about three months ago, I think yeah, it was. Yeah, was that like in November, I think? Might have been September. Okay, because uh, I remember seeing, I, I think I, I remember seeing some footage of that on Blabbermouth. Yeah. People were yes. super fucking excited to see you guys on stage again. No, and it was a blast, you know. Um it feels like riding a bike. You know, yeah. I know all the guys in the band are like brothers. I mean, you know how it is. You, yeah. you play with these same musicians for ho- however many goddamn shows. And then, you know, you, you just go to practice. Like it's like nothing ever changed. All right. that stuff's kind of muscle memory. So it, it felt great and felt like nothing ever changed. It just felt like we were teleported back in time and it was just like the good old days. Um, so you have a record coming out end of February. Um, Correct. The the anticipation for this, I imagine, for you must be pretty high because it's you know it's it's new material. You're putting it out. Um, the, the climate in this in music business now changes. I mean, fucking every six months. Um, is there any Probably less than that? Yeah, it's <laughs> like it's it's bananas. But at the same time, what's what's great about now is that when someone discovers you, they dive back and they become fans so quick. I mean, you can yes, get someone that's true. Become, they'll become a fan like overnight and they'll just, they can devour your entire catalog. They can find places where to get, you know, to get your shirts. They've already studied you guys live and they're just waiting to see you. So that's the thing I'm talking to a lot of bands that, that have kind of come through the other end of this weird time that we've had over the last 20 years in music, that they've all mm-hmm. found that the ones that have been consistent with it have this fan base now that is just like feverish, that they just want everything and they consume it, but they want more all the fucking time. Yeah. Yeah, it seems to be the case. I mean, you know, we don't look, to be honest, we don't look too closely in what the fans are doing or want. I mean, it sounds kind of cliche and almost pretentious, but in the end, I mean, we just, we just write music for ourselves. For I mean, guys, we're, yeah. we're a bunch of, we're getting close to middle-aged men at this point. Yeah. It's, and it's always been like that since the start. I mean, you look at our uh, first EP to Sun Eater to our, our new record, they're, they're vastly different. And um you know, I think if we were catering to what the general audience maybe wanted or what maybe people expected, our band would sound very different. Um, in terms of the recording process, were you guys able to get into a room altogether or was a lot of this done uh, from a distance? How was it? How did you guys approach recording it? Uh, man, it was uh, every, COVID threw a wrench on everything with this album. Of course. For one. So right before COVID Actually, I, th- I think once all the restrictions started, started occurring in the United States, Naveen Copperweiss flew out to Florida with Jason Sukoff and he did the drums, but then everything got really restricted and 
Tony, our, our lead guitar player, he lives in Ireland right now. So okay. the international travel became almost impossible. Yeah. It was um, nice. But um, it, it was almost looking back at it. It was, I think it's almost a benefit because we used that time to refine what we had even more. But uh, I mean, in the end, with what we had to do, everything was was split up. Tony recorded the guitars at home. Naveen re- recorded the drums years in advance. Uh, and then we just blew in bass and vocals. It, w- it was just blaring, blaring so the lo- record. So a lot of it was done distanced. Yes, absolutely. So when you got when you got together to play the show at, at Blue Ridge, um, was that was that one of the first times you guys had been in a room together in a long time? Like, like the preparation for that? Yeah, we played a show in maybe 2014. But other than that, that's that's been it. But again, as as soon as we stepped in the room, it was like, just like, yeah, just like, all right, that didn't sound that great. But (laughs) after the second or third time, it all sounded better. Yeah, yeah, it all it all came really quick. You know, like I said, it's it's a bit of it's a lot of it's muscle memory at this point with how many shows we played in the past. So you have one or two now kids. I have two. You have two. How old? Mm-hmm. I have an eight-year-old and a five-year-old. Okay. So what does your eight-year-old think of, well, five-year-old too, I guess, because they both of them, keep, what do they think of this whole thing? Because uh, to them, they, they, they don't, they don't really know you like this. They know you. As... No, they, they, they could care less. This is all <laughs> just for whatever the father's ego, I guess, at this point. I, I don't know. It's, it's always <laughs> everybody else's kid that's going to think you're cool. Like, you know, you're going to go to your, once they hit high school, someone's going to show up and go, you know, this, your dad's, and they're going to be like, your, your kids are going to be mortified and their friends are going to think you're the coolest thing since sliced bread. I mean, I, I'm sure that's going to be few and far between because I mean, even the music we play is such a niche <laughs> yeah, audience, it is, but, I'm, it is. but I'm, <laughs> I'm sure there might be one eventually. There's always going to be some kid that's going to come around with a battle vest. That's going to know that you're that person's kid. Right. Yeah. Um, At some point well, I'm sure. Um, in terms of um, playing live and, and getting ready to do that, uh, you said there's stuff on the horizon. Um, do you think that 2024 will be an active year for this band? I think so. And I hope okay. so. Again, it's, it's really hard to get everyone on the same page with, sure. you know, we all have careers and our own projects going on, but uh, it's definitely a high priority for everybody right now. That, yeah. And I'm sure for you, like, even though you are, you know, enjoying what you're doing now, when you do get on stage and I, I know for me, just, I, I don't do a lot of it anymore at all, but when I do um, it's kind of like, there's a part of me that feels really goofy, but then there's a part of me that feels like an old gunslinger, you know, like sitting at the bar you, you know, you, you know, that when that young guy comes in, you could turn around and you could shoot him in two seconds and go back to having your drink because you have so much experience. And it's that nice feeling of being a little older and being like, I don't really have anything to prove, but I know that I have to, if I have to get on here, I'm going to show you what I can do. And you're going to go, like, Oh fuck. Yeah. <laughs> that's, the, I, I, that's the AI guy. <laughs> I think there's always, you know, even at our age, um, there's always that spark to sure. just, you know, yeah. Let's, let's, let's show these kids how it's done. Yeah, you know? exactly. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. You know, I, I think, I think uh, you look at a lot of, I mean, I, 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 I keep in touch with everything. I listen to everything in this genre sure. and uh, I'm uh, yeah, I, I just, I, I know what's out there. I know what I can do at my age. And I know, you know, it's kind of, I always, I always say this to me, metal music, especially performing is so much like pro wrestling. Oh it's, man, it's <laughs> that's, that's a great analogy. <laughs> it is you. You you are a pro wrestler. You got to create the image. You have to, yeah. uh, and just I, I think when you get older, you get a lot smarter with the psycho- psychology of all that. Um, that I think I'll, when I look at a lot of bands today, they're 
especially even maybe the bigger popular bands, they don't quite get it. But uh, yeah, yeah, there, there's always a spark. There's always a spark. Yeah, and I think you have to you have to really um, you have to take everything with a grain of salt. And like you know, pro wrestling, it's when you're there, you're doing it serious, but at the same time, you kind of know what you're doing is make believe and it's fun. And uh, yes. but but there's people that are invested. And yes. you know, go to a pro wrestling show with someone who's not invested, it's not fun. But when you do go with someone who's into it and that let you know they they suspend belief for a little bit and just have a good time, um, it's fun. Yeah, it's it's almost like a weird line where you don't you have to uh you're on a tightrope of you know, you don't take yourself too seriously, mm-hmm. but at the same time, you do. I don't know if yeah. that makes any sense. Oh no, listen, man. I being someone who who who's like become a really late, late, late bloomer when it comes to wrestling. Um, I, I totally get that. Um, I, I, I fell in love with wrestling over the last year by going a couple of times and, Mm -hmm. uh, to live events. And it's like, you can't help, but get caught up. But it's the same thing when you go to a show, no matter how extreme, extreme a metal show is, if you go to an extreme metal show and you're not, you might not know the genre. Well, if you go with an open mind, most people I know that go really say, man, I want to go to that again. Cause that's like nothing I've ever seen before. And that's a, yes. it, it definitely in the death metal genre. It's, it's like that, you know, you bring someone to a cattle decapitation show um, that's never yep. been. And as long as they have earplugs, they're going to be like, what the fuck was that? And I want more of it. Exactly. Yeah. It's uh it's a weird balance. Um, I don't know. It's, I've always, I, I wish I, you know, looking back uh, when I was in my twenties, I wish I understood that a bit more yeah. back then, you know, uh, you know, it's all hindsight's twenty twenty, man. But um, right. I really appreciate you taking the time. I know you probably got other stuff to get to. And uh, I'm I'm glad that the band's um, active and I'm glad I might get a chance to see this band finally in 2024. Because like I said, I remember like in the mid 2000s, it was this band that I always would fucking miss that was on some tour, whether it be uh, I, I, a gigantic tour or whatever it was. I was like, I miss them. So um, I'm looking forward to it. Well, cool, man. It was uh, very nice speaking with you. You too. And, uh, cool. Thank you so much, man. You have a good cool, day. Cool, man. You too. All the best. funny like uh you have a similar story where like you, st- you stepped away from music for a while and um I, I don't think i ever said to myself i'm stepping away from music but yeah. by default with the with with the pandemic and everything i suppose i have and it's and it's interesting to get my feet wet again because there's this part of myself that that you know we all know we don't get paid in music and yeah. unless you're a cover band i saw this great like meme where it said like tribute bands get paid this much a cover band at a wedding picket gets paid this much and then the mm-hmm. other guy with original music says you guys get paid <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah and it's not even about getting paid in it, it never was to me in a musical sense what i wanted as a teenager was adulation of any kind because i was this fucking awkward puberty making me its bitch dork and just ain't this fantasy of wow, if I play music, then everyone will fucking notice me. Yeah, and uh, that 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 was really lucrative for a lot of years uh, as a person to be like, ah, I play the music, I get the attention. And then as you get older and older, you're like, shit, I got rent to pay, motherfucker. I can't, yep. I can't uh, live off just adulation and get paid in praise. Like it, no, <laughs> it doesn't it, work. It got, but now I want to get paid in praise again. Because it's been long enough. So I don't know. We'll see. Well, I'll tell you, man, um, this band seems to seems to have found their footing again. Uh, Mm. He seems to be in a really good place and uh, just a really positive dude. It was really, really fun to chat with him. So uh, I hope you guys enjoyed that conversation with Job for a Cowboy and go support their new record. That'll be at the end of February on Metal Blade Records. And um, yeah, man, Ryan, that was fun. Uh, 
we've got a lot of really interesting stuff coming up. Um, and again, we want to encourage people, please let us know in the comments below who you'd like us to talk to on the podcast and uh, like subscribe, make sure you uh, add us to any playlists that you have when it comes to your audio podcast so that you are alerted every time we drop a new episode. And we do that quite frequently. Yeah, for sure. And I also, I would love to talk to musicians about like movies and stuff mm -hmm. or actors about music. Like you did that. You had a show a long time ago where you would talk to somebody about a record, but it wasn't someone in the music industry. Yeah. So I had a show, I, I had a show on CJD called on the record and we would talk to people about their experiences in music, their musical journeys uh, mm -hmm. from the first album that they bought the first, you know, the first music they remember hearing. That's and it was a lot of hearing. That's the yeah. part I like, like, not like, what was your first album? Like, like what's the, what's the album that made you turn from Dorothy in Kansas to Dorothy and Oz? What opened yeah. the door and turned the world into color? Yeah. I, I love that. You got to do that more, man. Hey, we should start a show where you could do that. Yeah. Imagine. And, and yeah. no one would tell me who I could have on or who I couldn't have on. Yeah. Imagine <laughs> that. <laughs> that would be really, really cool. No, but I, I definitely love the idea of, um, I, I mean, it's cool when you have a guest on and you ask the same questions, mm. um, the staple questions. I'm not opposed to that. And we were mentioning that a couple of weeks ago about maybe asking people what their, their favorite, you know, nerdy thing was, uh, what mm -hmm. was their, you know, their favorite thing that they nerd out to. So yeah, definitely. So let us know if you have suggestions for something, you know, you'd like to ask our guests or, or a good question we could ask, please let us know. And um, you can always hit us up over at uh, the Rock and Power Hour on Facebook, on Instagram, and uh, and everywhere in between. Thanks again to our sponsors, Heartbeat Hot Sauce, the heartbeat of the Rockman Power Hour, and use our promo code Rockman twenty below, and you will get twenty percent off your entire order. And also thanks to Studio House Designs. Thank you to our uh, producer Julia Kajerski. Thank you to my co-host Ryan Stick, and thanks to all of you for joining us this week on the Rockman Power Hour. We'll see you soon. <laughs>